0: that's it let's give the praise to the lord if we could do that go ahead and live up lift up the lord we love you jesus we love you master we thank you we worship we magnify your name hallelujah amen it feels good in here tonight you can be seated all the truth there Uh, whatever uh, the Lord has done we are thankful for in Tacoma but it's because of the value of bringing in God called God anointed preachers and as I look this congregation I see several that have preached for us brother Mark Cowan came shortly after I took the church and he was the first evangelist in 30-some years to come to that church. and It was a great blessing. And I look and see others. I'll remember the week of the Word with the NCs. have been with us several times. Brother Robert Davis, one of my dear friends, and we love and appreciate him. And Brother Morgan, when he began to evangelize again, we, I really felt, God speak to me and say have that man come and it uh, was the beginning of a good friendship and I'm so glad I did I was thinking this week Brother Morgan, I don't know if you remember you probably don't remember Jim Sanchez big strong looking guy and Catholic man, good man had been with us for I don't know three or four months he wasn't getting the Holy Ghost I was going crazy and I think it was the first Sunday morning that you preached. And I mean Jim Sanchez got the Holy Ghost. He is now my best usher. He is he was over our landscaping and, and other things. And he is, without a doubt, one of the best men in our church. He is solid, believes this message, and and um several we had several get the Holy Ghost and my oldest grandson Matthew got the whole—I mean, he got the Holy Ghost. He spoke in tongues for 45 minutes or an hour, and and he's feeling the touch of God in his life. We we'll just have to see what God has. But that was an incredible revival, and the reason that uh, Amen. If anything has been accomplished, it's because of good men of God that have come. I thought this week, Brother Morgan, I, I owe you something. I'm hoping I can just pay back a little bit. I'm hoping I can just be a blessing like you were to us. Well, being first man up, if I can just bunt, just get on first base, I know that Brother Phillips and Brother Alviar and Brother Davis, they're going to they're get me in. It's a beautiful building. Beautiful. You can be proud of it. You can invite anybody here. Good Spirit of the Lord. We sang my favorite song in the world It's All in Him. I told my wife and church, if something happens, I said, sing that at my funeral. I love the words of that. That song's powerful. I guess about five years ago, shortly after we got there, there was a young couple uh, that was pregnant. She was pregnant. Carried the baby all the way up to to about the nine-month mark and uh, was very, very concerned because the baby had stopped moving and couldn't find a heart rate. And you can imagine the, the dread, the fear, fearing the worst, but because she was so far along, to actually go through the birth process just like she would the doctor said the baby's dead and uh so we went through that and uh you know when you when you become pastor you you got to go through some funerals and you have to go through some weddings and you have to that's that's how you become pastor i guess but it really helped the relationship with that young couple and the child we was there my wife and i whole birth process, and that baby was born, stillborn, beautiful baby, full head of hair, fully developed, and its heart never beat, and you can imagine, and I thought the mom was going to have a nervous breakdown, uh, and then she she couldn't have a baby, couldn't get pregnant, and she finally got pregnant about three or four years later, got about the eight-month mark, almost a nine-month mark, and the same exact thing happened. They came to me on a Sunday night before service, knocked on my office and said, Pastor, it's happened again. Haven't felt the baby move in two or three days. And and it's exactly like last time. And I said, well, why don't you just stay until we at least get through prayer service? So they stayed for about 20, 25 minutes. Couldn't stay any longer. They said, we're going to go to the hospital if it's okay. I said, I understand completely. We didn't uh, have song service that night. We just began to travail before the Lord. And, and I explained it later. It felt, I don't know what it feels like to give birth, ladies. But my stomach muscles, just that part of it, just kept rolling and contracting. And, and we were praying really travailing. And then the Lord just spoke to me and he said, just worship me. And I looked at the song leader I said let's just Let's just worship the Lord He started singing a song I stopped him I said no I said let's sing It's all in him We began to sing that song And I guess about time We got to the second verse And I normally don't have My cell phone in my pocket During church But because of the situation I felt it vibrate And I looked And it was Jesse I stepped out And I said I'd already talked to him They'd had the monitors hooked up No heart No anything I've talked to him several times and he called me back he said pastor he said I just want to let you know we got a heartbeat I, I want to let you know we've got some movement and uh, you're you're not going to get that kind of results from some juking jiving song that you you don't even understand the words but there's those songs that have meaning it is all in him It is all in him. It really is. They came back and we were still there having church when they got out of the hospital. She said, well, pastor, they found a heartbeat, but I'm not having much, much movement. I'm still concerned. I just said, I said, Lord, I said, just work her over with this baby. She didn't sleep for two days. (laughs) She said that baby turned flip flops and. We've dedicated that baby. It's about four years old, and uh, God's good. God still does miracles. God still does miracles <clears throat> Luke chapter number six. I do want to thank you, Brother Morgan, for this kind invitation. I do not take it lightly. Thank you for the beautiful room and the nice, nice uh, gift bag. I think I see Sister Morgan's hand in that. Very classy, just just like the Morgans. And it was decked out. I was carrying in the luggage, and uh, my wife discovered, she said, Look at this. And uh, she tore into it, and Mm. just discovering what was in there and all the goodies and the nice gifts, and by the time I got the luggage unloaded, it looked like the last ISIS battle. Beheaded candy bars, and broken and wounded nuts laying everywhere, and it was just... <laughs> Thank you. Very kind. Luke chapter number six. I have felt I've uh, never preached this message before. I guess the safe thing to do at a conference is to preach something that you preached and perhaps came out all right maybe if it comes out all right I'll preach it at home (laughs) and if not maybe I won't Luke chapter number 6 verse number 6 Luke 6 and 6 and God bless all these good ministers that are here good saints of God And it came to pass also on another Sabbath that he entered into the synagogue and taught. And there was a man whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him, whether he would heal on the Sabbath day, that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts, and he said to the man which had the withered hand, Rise up, and stand forth in the midst. And he rose, and he stood forth. Then Jesus saith unto them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath days to do good, or to do evil, to save life, or to destroy it? And looking round about upon them, all he said unto the man, Stretch forth thy hand. And he did so. And his hand was restored, whole as the other. Go ahead and set your Bibles down. Would you help me pray and just ask the Lord? I really want to feed the sheep and strengthen the brethren. Master, we are at your mercy. If anything good takes place, it will be because your hand is upon us and your anointing. I pray, God, that you would send the anointing that breaks every yoke. I pray, God, that you would strengthen every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, every child, every family, every church that's represented here. We need you in the day and the hour that we live. We need you, Jesus. I need your anointing, God. Anoint my lips, my tongue, my vocal cords. Anoint my mind. I ask, God, that you would anoint every ear and every heart. Let it be a hearing ear. Let it be a receiving heart. Let a spirit of revelation, God, come in this place. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. a British man by the name of Stephen Pyle has written a book with a rather unique title. It's called The Heroic Book of Failure. I'm probably the only one that has that on my bookshelf. It contains some incredible examples of man's failures. Most people want to read about success. The title just intrigued me. I picked the book up and began reading it. I'm reminded of one story in particular that happened in 1978 in Great Britain. The professional firefighters decided to go on strike and the military volunteered to take over. It made one of the uh, greatest animal rescues in their history possible. The military was called out and uh, as you know, not all uh, calls to the fire department. My son-in-law is a fireman. They're not all fires. We, the hotel that we are in today in Houston, uh, a truck caught on fire, a cement mixer. They had some construction, and it burned to the ground. And I sent a, a uh, picture to my son-in-law. I knew he would appreciate that, but he also knows that many of the calls that they go on are not for fires and uh, someone having a heart attack and so forth. But they received this call from an elderly lady in South London because her cat was stuck in the tree. <clears throat> and so they arrived with impressive haste and fanfare and very cleverly and carefully rescued the cats. However, she was so excited she wouldn't let the heroes leave without feeding them first and being in Britain, she broke out the tea and the cookies and everything that, that she would serve. And after a great time of food... And fellowship, meeting new friends. It was time to leave. So the military man got in their vehicle, and while they were backing out of the driveway, they ran over the cat <laughs> and killed the cat. I've uh, come to this meeting knowing the story. That's the only thing you'll remember from the message. I've come to this meeting, the storied history, and the many, many excellent pastors that uh, have preceded Brother Morgan, and now, of course, this good elder. And I've come expecting some things, and I just know there's going to be some good fellowship. Yes, I, I, he's promised me some good Cajun food along the way. I'm I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I see many old friends. I see some that. I don't know. I hope to be your friend before I leave. But, you know, it's, I'm going to feel incomplete if on Friday night when I go out and I get my rental car and I put it in reverse and I'm backing out and I realize that we've killed the cat because the very thing that we have come for, the very reason that you have traveled the distance, those of you that have traveled, you, you home folks, that have worked and made everything so nice, and I know you have been fasting and you have been praying and you have been preparing, but yet it's going to be a shame if when it's all said and done, that we get in our vehicles, and as we 're pulling away, we realize that the very reason that we come to a meeting like this has not been met. Amen. The focus of this conference is on spiritual food and strength. You cannot have one without the other. If you're going to be strong, and if it's going to be a strong church, there's going to be strong preaching. Well, you cannot build a church. You cannot sustain a church in 2015 without a man of God that will get up Amen. And without fear and without favor, preach the word of God. And you preachers know that you can preach till the cows come home. But if you don't have hungry people, if you don't have saints that will receive the word and even brothers that will receive the word, we are wasting our time. But strong preaching with people that will receive it builds a strong church. In weak preaching. Political preaching. (laughs) Hallelujah. We'll build a weak and anemic church. Saints that... Sheep that will only eat four leaf clovers. (laughs) If all you eat... It's four leaf clovers and conference preaching and, and you can't eat the preaching of your own pastor. You're, you're, you're going to have a hard time surviving. Luke 6 and 6 says, and it came to pass also on another Sabbath that he entered into the synagogue. The word synagogue, according to Strong's, is an assemblage of persons. The meeting place, and by analogy, a Christian church, an assembly, a congregation. It's the place where hungry people come to find God. Amen. Notice that it was not the temple. It was not the stained glass. It was not the place of man's traditions. This is how the gospel introduces the temple. Matthew first mentions the temple in 4 and 5. He says, Then the devil taketh him up to the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. I want to tell you something. There's a lot of stained glass places. There's a lot of places that call themselves churches. There's there's a lot of things, but even the devil can go to a temple. Even, Even the devil can show up there. Matthew 21, it says, Jesus went into the temple of God and he cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple. And he overthrew the tables of the money changers And the seats of them that sold doves And three verses later it says And when the chief priest and the scribes Saw the wonderful things that he did And the children crying in the temple And saying Hosanna to the son of David They were sore displeased in the temple Amen Matthew 23 and 35 says Jesus spoke of The righteous blood that had been shed upon the earth From the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zacharias, son of Barcaeus, whom he you slew between the temple and the altar. I, I see Jesus beginning to lean away from the temple. I see him begin to leaning away from the place that was filled with pomp. And circumstance and politics and tradition. I see Jesus begin to lean away from the carnal, carnal priest um, that prostituted the Word of God and added to the Word of God. And I see him leaning away where the politically connected called the shots. Um, I don't know about you, but I want to be in a church um, where the Holy Ghost still calls the shots. Um, I want to be somewhere, amen, where the Lord still moves. Um, Where I can still feel God I want to be somewhere where the miraculous can still happen I want to be somewhere where there's still songs sung of Zion I want to be somewhere where a church knows how to pray I want to be somewhere where I can feel the presence of God Where somebody will preach to my family Where somebody will preach to my soul That I can still be saved I want someone to call sin, sin I want someone to lay it out Hallelujah I want to be a part of a church Where the Lord still shows up Amen We've got on on our cards and uh, Amen On on our church And on our vans And so forth uh, uh, Heritage Pentecostal Where Jesus goes to church And I'm going to tell you what We've got a lot of flack from that I've had preachers from other denominations approach me I've had people call And all I say is to them I'm not saying that Jesus is not of your church But I know he's here come on by and see what the Lord's doing but he just doesn't show up anything that calls itself a church he's looking for someone that still knows who he is amen it's not enough to say just believe on the Lord as your personal savior I can't find that scripture in the book I can't find it anywhere but I can find where it says he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved These. Mine shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. In my name they shall lay hands on the sick. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. There's a whole lot more to it than just lip service. Amen. I know that it takes a, a... I get mad when I hear people quote that scripture. Just believe on the Lord as your personal Savior. It's not in the book hallelujah hallelujah it takes more than that and i want to be in a church where someone's going to tell me tell my family tell my kids tell my grandkids what it really takes to be saved what it takes to live for god what it takes to stand in an evil generation that we're in i want to be in a church where the lord shows up where the anointings at where god still comes by I think I'm in a church like that tonight, Caleb. I think I'm in a church like that tonight. I'm glad that in sulfur, there's still a church that believes the message. There's still a church that believes in worship. Hallelujah. You can believe what you want to believe. I know our world is a mess. But I believe that the worse it gets And it's going to get worse they're, they're trying to figure out a very simple question In the Supreme Court What a marriage is what, Why does it take weeks to deliberate that? That's not a hard if they, if they can't figure that out That's an easy question But I'm telling you right now They are not going to decide the right way They're, they're going to make a bad choice Amen. Because they're not led of God. They're listening to politics. They're listening amen, to popular opinion. They're listening to mixed up people. But I'm telling you, amen, I, 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 the worse it gets, the better it's going to look in the church. Amen. I, I live in a in a messed up part of America. I live on the the left coast. I live on the liberal coast. Amen. And ever just about anything is legal. I never thought the day that there would be more marijuana stores than there was 7-Elevens. They're everywhere. You you just stop in and you just, you just get it and, and everything else. But I'm telling you, I'm seeing hungry people more than I ever have in the 11 years that I've been there. I've got people showing up with gauged out ears and long hair and beards. Amen. We got one man that was an atheist three weeks ago. He said, God is real. God is alive. He said, I feel something here. He said, my friends told me that there was no God. He said, there is a God. Amen. Just before we left, we we baptized uh, uh, four people, but, but two people on Thursday, two people on Sunday. And, and the two girls that we baptized, their mama is the secretary in the four-square church in town. And she was there because we baptized her a couple months ago. And the pastor's wife was there. And part of the congregation was there Uh, I'm telling you They're looking around They're saying our churches are dead They walked in She was looking for some place to go She looked on the internet She walked in She said I never felt anything like this I never heard preaching like this Listen somebody Our world is still looking Not for stained glass Not for a temple Not for something that's dead But our world is looking for synagogue where God's people still get together and know how to have church God is healing God is delivering but but you're going to have to know who God is and you're going to have to worship him hallelujah we just had brother McMullen doesn't even know this yet we just had him out and he preached three services. I haven't had to talk to him briefly today, but I'm going to tell him in person. Amen. He was there, and he preached about a window of deliverance. We had a girl that uh, uh, had been in our church. Not our church. I wasn't there as a child. She was in church, and uh, she backslid and had to... The, I, don't, I don't get those gauged out ears. I don't, I don't understand that. Amen. Why not just put a bone in your nose? Uh, yeah, my, my pastor years ago said it, it would come, I believe it will, and uh, uh, she's an she's a attractive young lady in her 20s, and she's taken them out in her, I think a miracle in her ears, they've closed up and completely, and I mean, they, they were big holes, and I thought, who's going to want to marry that? I'm, I'm just being honest. Tattoo, but anyway, she, she picked up some habits in the world, and she came to me and my wife just uh, a couple weeks ago, and she said, Pastor, I've got to show you. She's been coming to church, living with her parents who are in the church. And, uh, she said, My parents don't know this. Nobody knows this. And, I mean, she had a garbage bag, a garbage bag that was, that was full of wine bottles, beer cans, and liquor. And she said, This is just what I've consumed over the last... A little while nobody knows about it. She ended up getting fired. She was worked for the school district. Good job. Got fired and she said, I cannot stop drinking. It's consumed me since I backslid. Well, all it took was a preacher to come along and preach about deliverance. And she contacted us and she said, You know, it's it's I woke up the next morning. She said, It's almost as if I have never drank a drop. She said this this this, this craving, this urging that I had to leave work at and for school and had to leave and drink every day and drink on the way to school, drink on the way home. And she said, I have no desire at all. Amen. It, it, it's been about a week and a half, two weeks. Total deliverance in one service. Hey, somebody, amen, you got a need tonight. Our God's not dead. Our God's not asleep. Our God's not on vacation. Our God still delivers. He still puts families back together. He still heals marriages. He still does miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, I'm... I'm not bragging. I just know what's happening at my church. I think it's happened at a lot of churches. And I'm thanking God for that. Amen. But he didn't show up where there was a bunch of carnality. He didn't show up where they were adding or taking away from the word. He didn't show up where the politics were flying. But he showed up where people were connected. Amen. Luke, Luke. You know, Jesus is showing up at, at this synagogue. I began to look at this, and I see him leaning away from the temple, and he, he starts showing up at synagogues. And him showing up at this synagogue, it's, it was not unusual, it's not a one-time event. Luke 4 and 16 says, he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom... As his habit was, as his manner was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. Jesus invited weddings. He, he, he uh, attended weddings when invited, funerals, everything in between. Life's happiest moments, life's saddest moments, and everything in between. But I noticed something about the synagogue He didn't need an invitation to show up there. Amen. When the high priest asked him about his doctrine, he said, I ever, or I'm always teaching in the synagogue Amen. and I see the Lord starting to show up and there's something different about this place where the hungry gathered together there was something different than the temple even on the streets of Jerusalem where they ran up to him amen the woman with the issue of blood approached him Jairus approached him concerning his daughter blind Bartimaeus cried out Jesus thou son of David and we see people People seeking and bringing the sick, bringing the devil possessed to Jesus. But when you get to the synagogue, amen, they're not approaching him. He's approaching them. I began to look at this, amen, and this man here with the withered hand. He didn't come to Jesus. Jesus came to him. The Bible says Jesus knew what the carnal were thinking. He knew. And I don't feel that tonight. I don't feel that at all. He said, but he knew. They were watching him. They were looking to see. Is he going to get out of the norm? Is he going to get out of the politically correct? Is he going to step out here? Is he going to break our tradition? And he said, amen. The Bible said that he knew what they were thinking. Oh. Brother Dunlap just settled down. It's the first night. Brother Dunlap not. Come on. Wait for Brother Alvear to preach. Come on. Wait for Brother Phillips. Wait for Brother Davis to close it out. We know he's going to hit it over the fence. But can I tell you something? God wants to do it tonight. God wants to do it tomorrow. God wants to do it Friday. He wants to lay a foundation today. And he wants to build on it. I'm not going to preach long. Hallelujah. And Jesus comes to him. And Jesus, the Bible tells us, you read it. He knows there's a need. You you watch when he goes to the synagogue, something's going to happen. Number 1, he's going to teach or he's going to preach. Every time at the synagogue, he taught or he preached. Number 2, there was always a need represented in the synagogue. Number 3, there was always opposition. Devil showed up, flesh showed up, carnal showed up, those that didn't want revival showed up. But can I just say this? Jesus didn't even pay him any mind. He knew what they were thinking. He ignored them. Can I tell you something? There's not a devil in hell, amen, that can stop you getting what you need from God. There's not a devil in hell, amen, that can stop this church or any church represented from having revival. There's not a devil. There's not enough flesh in your city to stop what God has. amen I look at that all the wonderful works that Jesus did in the synagogue only one time was he ever stopped devils didn't stop him flesh didn't stop him political leaders carnal didn't stop him said he showed up at the synagogue and they were amazed at the wonderful works that he did but then they said, now wait a minute, isn't that Jesus? Don't we know his parents? Isn't his brother James and isn't that his sister? Doesn't he live in the blue house on the corner? And it said that they were offended in him. That word offended means they stumbled. You see, it was just too plain. Just too easy. Just too It it was just Jesus. There wasn't enough flashing lights. Wasn't enough razzle-dazzle. There there, there wasn't enough congressmen present for him. And they stumbled at the simplicity of the gospel. Listen, it doesn't take a PhD for you to get healed. All you got to do is have faith in God. Oh, Oh, somebody. Somebody listen to me. I'm not... I'm not preaching against education. I've taught college. But I'm telling you, when it gets down to bare knuckles, all we need is a faith in our Savior. Amen. And he'll get the job done. (laughs) Hallelujah. On this very first night, amen, of this conference. Amen. I'm almost to first base. I, I might have to slide to get there. But let me get a musician to help me it said that Jesus looked he knew what the scribes the Pharisees were thinking but he also knew that there was a need he knew there was a need present nobody had to tell him it wasn't a prayer request the Lord knew and the Lord wanted to meet that need He said, I want to ask you a question. He said, is it wrong? Is it a bad thing to heal on the Sabbath? To do good? I mean, would it be wrong for God to move on the first night of a conference rather than wait until the last? Would it be a bad thing for someone to get what you desperately need that you're wanting to get sometime?" And Jesus said Stand forth He said stand up Now the guy's got a decision There's some that don't want This to happen I don't feel that here tonight Sometimes it's just our own Flesh Was he going to stand up And he said Stretch Forth your hand. Become the church. was withered. That word withered means to be dried up, to be arid, to have no moisture. It was it was withered and and I'm telling you, I don't I don't know how long it had been withered, but it had not always been withered. Ah, he was born like that, no, because when Jesus healed him, it says he was restored. You can't get something restored unless it had an original condition. And But it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I felt this fasting and praying, amen, that we walk into a meeting like this. And, and we don't want to admit that we've got a need. We, we put on our best suit and our best face and our best smile. I might even be preaching to a good preacher tonight. Hey, they're just, they're, we just sometimes go through hell. Amen. Brother Morgan mentioned my wife. It's been 19 months now. Four surgeries, two rounds of chemo, radiation, still still getting some treatments and the day before she was diagnosed, my son-in-law had surgery for cancer. While I'm trying to get my wife back on her feet and getting her well. My baby brother, which was a backslider, was killed on a motorcycle. And I'm telling you, I was, Brother Cowan, I was feeling withered. My spirit, there, there was, thank God for some of you that prayed for us. I'm just going to be honest. There's, there's, there's just sometimes, Elder, it's hard. Thanks for calling and saying we're praying for you. There's just some... I didn't, I didn't lose my faith in God. I, but, I, but I'm telling you. Got a guy that as soon as she got sick, some knucklehead in the church, six foot four knucklehead, didn't want to listen to me, didn't want to listen to a pastor, said he didn't need a pastor. He went over line, got possessed with the devil and trying to, trying to kill us for 18 months. I, I stood in front of a judge last week for, with a restraining order for the second time. And... He sends me pictures of the weapons he's going to kill me with. And he just called 911 the other night and said, send, send the ambulance, send the cops to the Dunlamps because Rocky and Stephanie are dead. And our alarm system went off one minute and 16 minutes later. I'm, I'm telling you, there's, there's just sometimes. Man, I, I think I'm a man's man. And I want to be a man's man. I want to be tough. But you know what? There's just sometimes, Elder Morgan, that we've got a need and we like to hide it. And it affects, listen, that man, I, I don't know what he did during church. I don't know what he did. I, I, I don't know. But I'm telling you, it affected everything in his life. It affected his fellowship. Praise the Lord, Brother Bohan. I had a guy in church the other night, a I don't I don't know what it is. I went to shake his hand. He gave me an elbow bump. It affected his fellowship. It affected his work. I mean, was he a carpenter? Was he a truck driver? Was he a musician? Was he a... It doesn't matter what he did. It affected him. Affected his relationship with his family. Led to frustration Led to Oh it's just a hand 1 Corinthians 12 Let me tell you something When you got a withered It affects the whole body He had to change the way he tied his shoe Hey, I was on the bomb squad for 22 years. Someone said, Wow, you got all your fingers and toes. Almost. <laughs> I'm 90%. 22 years without a scratch, I retired and did it playing with the young people. You know what? If I'm going to lose something, I'm probably going to pick a little finger or maybe a toe. You couldn't see it, you wouldn't know. I mean,. It's just a little finger. No big deal. Till the first time I went blueberry picking with my family. I did, this is the first job I had as a kid. I picked berries for the older women in the neighborhood. They would bake with them. They would freeze them, whatever. And man, I could pick some berries. But I found out that that little finger that you cup, I'd pick them out. They'd roll right on the floor. I said, wait a minute. And I had to change everything when I 'm setting my keyboard and I want to hit a P or a return. it won't quite make it. and I had to change had to change well, I'm not very important in the church. Well, can the i you know? I wish I was an eye man you can an eye is attractive an eye shows personality an eye sparkles I want to be an eye where everybody can see me but can the eye say to the hand I don't need you yet till you get something in your eye come on hand please I'm sorry can the head say to the foot I don't need you Well, I guess you can until you're standing in front of traffic and they had saying, go, go, go. Don't you ever think that you're not vital to your church? You might not be up front. You know, it talks about the more comely parts, what's given honor. You know, there's something in our psyche that says, if I'm not seen and not heard, I'm not doing nothing. Well you just go ahead and get rid of your heart Your liver Your lungs Your kidneys Oh they're not seen (laughs) I just something tells me They're kind of important You know I, I, I would stretch forth my hand And I would say Lord Help me But it's just It is a deal It is a big deal As we stand tonight (laughs) There's, There's something About us That God can heal This person God can fix that God can deliver this But not me We walk around and We hide it But I hear a voice In the midst Of the devil that's saying Not tonight, it's the Sabbath Not the first night Of the conference Not not now But I hear the voice Of Jesus saying stand forth Stretch Your hand The Bible said he stood, he stretched his hand, and he was restored whole as the other. I'm preaching to someone that that needs restoration. You've been hurt. you've made some bad choices You're, you're feeling withered. you're feeling. Dry. You're feeling that word means no rain. Been a while since I've had a good breakthrough. Been a while since I've had my soul saturated by the Holy Ghost. It's been a while. I just wonder as the Spirit calls tonight stand forth, stretch out your hand. I felt this. I've felt this leading into this conference that God wants to do something in these meetings. Would somebody come? Would somebody come and just stretch your hand? Amen. Is it a young person? Amen. That's trying to figure out who you are and what you are and what God wants to do with you. And God, I've been, I've been feeling withered, God. I don't know what direction to go. I don't know where to go. Maybe it's, amen, a mother a father a marriage that's struggling someone that's between jobs someone that needs deliverance That maybe nobody knows about it but you but i'm telling you the lord's looking he knows he sees and he's calling you tonight to stand forth Stretch forth your hand He's calling you Amen if, if you'll just stand forth If you'll just stretch If you'll just say God I've got a need God I can't hide it any longer God I'm, I'm tired of of hiding God This deformity I'm, I'm tired God of life Trying to do things Oh God but not being able Because I've got this need Stretch forth your hand Stretch forth your hand Oh come on somebody Reach for the Lord Somebody go ahead and throw your head back Open up your mouth God I've got a need God I don't want to leave here without you God, I don't want to leave here the same. God, I don't want to back out of the driveway. Understand, I've rode over, I've rode over the cat. God, the very thing that I hoped, the very thing that I prayed for, God, I missed it. I'm telling you, you don't have to miss it tonight. God's here to help you. God's here to strengthen you. God's here to bless you. Oh, that's it. That's it. I feel the Lord. Come on, that's it, pray. If you don't need a prayer, find someone and pray with them. Find a brother, find a sister, find somebody in need and pray for them.
1: Reach out and touch the
0: Lord as he goes by. Shit, I feel the Holy you Ghost. I
1: feel the Holy Ghost. He's through. not too busy to hear. Oh, come on, your let's feel that him. Let's, let's reach out to Jesus. He is past oh, Come on, reach out tonight. Oh, man, your needs to supply. So reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. Just reach out and touch Touch the the Lord. Lord as He goes by. You will find He's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He is passing by this moment, your needs to supply. So out and touch the lord as he goes by reach out and touch the lord as he goes by you will find he's not too busy to hear your hearts cry moment your needs to supply. Just reach out and touch the Lord. by this moment your needs to supply so reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by you will apply. Just reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. Reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. You will find moment your needs to supply. Reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. Just reach out and touch the Lord. and trust find he's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He, he is fasting by this moment. moment. Your knees he- Reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by There's a healer in the house today And for you He wants to make a way Just ask and believe by faith receive There's a healer in the house today There's a healer in the house today and for you He wants to make a way. Just ask and believe by faith receive. There's a healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today. And for you, He wants to make a way. Just ask and believe by faith receive. There's a healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today you he wants to make a way just ask and believe by faith receive there's a healer in the house today there's a healer in the house today and for you he wants to make a way just ask and believe by faith receive there's a healer in the house today there's a healer in the house today and for you he wants to make a way Just believe by faith receive. There's a healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today. And for you, he wants to make a way. Just ask and believe by faith receive. There's a healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today. And for you, he wants to make a way. Just ask and believe by faith receive. There's a healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today And for you He wants to make a way Just ask and believe by faith see There's a healer in the house today There's a healer in the house today And for you He wants to make a way Just ask and believe by faith you see There's a healer in the house today There's a healer in the house today And for you he wants to make a way. Just ask and believe, by faith, receive. There's a healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today. And for you he wants to make a way. Just ask and believe, by faith, receive. There's a healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today. And for you he wants to make a way. Just ask and believe, by faith receive, there's a healer in the house today, there's a healer in the house today, for you he wants to make a way, just ask and believe, by faith receive, there's a healer in the house today. A healer in the house today. And for you, he wants to make a way. Just ask him, believe by faith, receive. There's a healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today. For you, he wants to make a way. Just ask him, believe by faith, receive. Healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today. And for you, he wants to make a way. Faith receive, healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today, and for you he wants to make a way. Just ask and believe by faith receive, healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today, and for you he wants to make a way. Just ask and believe by faith receive, healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today. And for you he wants to make a way Just ask and believe by faith receive Healer in the house today There's a healer in the house today And for you he wants to make a way Just ask and believe by faith receive There's a healer in the house today There's a healer in the house today And for you he wants to make a way Just ask and believe by faith, receive. There's a healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today. And for you, he wants to make a way. Just ask and believe by faith, receive. Healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today. And for you, he wants to make a way. Just ask and believe by faith, receive. There's a healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today. And for you, he wants to make a way. Just ask and believe by faith, receive. There's a healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today. And for you, he wants to make a way. Just ask and believe by faith receive. There's a healer in the house today. There's a healer in the house today. For you, he wants to make a way, just Christ as you believe, believe, by faith receive, As a healer in the house today.
2: Let's lift our hands and love our God, let's thank him for this word. Oh, thank you, Lord, 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 thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, amen, stand forth and stretch forth thine hand, praise the Lord, we mix this word with faith and it becomes profitable to us, amen, thank you brother Dunlap, preaching right to the heart tonight, amen, I thank God for it. Tomorrow, 6 p.m., in the multi-purpose room, there will be a session for ministers and families, And uh, that will be with Brother Bobby Davis, 6 p.m. Prayer in here at 7 p.m. Church tomorrow night, 7.30. Brother Jonathan Alviar will be preaching. Amen. We have a restaurant that's expecting us, Quaker Steak and Lube. And uh, anybody's welcome to to go there. And uh, especially all of our preachers and their families. Two exits to the east, City Service Highway. Go north past Walmart, right past Walmart on the left. It's Quaker Steak and Lube. And then tomorrow at 1130, uh, we'll meet at 121 Artisan Bistro in Lake Charles. And I'll give you directions for that. Anybody that's interested in joining us, all the preachers that can, we'd love for you to come for a time of fellowship. We'll serve a meal here at the church after church tomorrow night. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Thank God for His Word. Amen. Enjoy one another's fellowship. Remember the bookstore and the clothing store over in the Sunday School building. Make sure and visit them. Brother Lyle has some books. Talk to him about that. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.